to the latest episode of the High Ground Podcast. Today, we are diving into Star Wars in a historical context. Um, if you don't know, George Lucas was a huge studier of history, and there's a lot of parallels that we're, we're going to be seeing here with Star Wars and just other events in history. And I'm really excited. I've, I've talked to some of these people about it. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a great episode. So thanks for joining us here on the High Ground. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Ground Podcast. I am super stoked to have all of y'all here. Um, a lot of my favorite people. Uh, St. Pat's first time. We, we have uh, some returning favorites. Uh, we have my two favorite Star Wars lawyers. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's we're, we're just, we're just going to have a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, I want to start by just we're just going to go around the room and have everyone you know introduce say you know who are you where can we find you and your amazing content and then um i know we kind of touched on this before but i made a, a post about it and it had such awesome feedback that i had to i just had to ask it again um especially with the super bowl uh coming up uh so it's it's what sport or or, or tv show or like televised event needs a star wars edition like it needs to happen in the Star Wars universe, you know. We already saw in in Attack of the Clones inside of the bar. There's a weird robot football thing happening, and I'm I'm curious what you know what else what else we might get. Uh, but yeah, I will uh, I will go to to Chris first. All right. Uh, hello. What have we here? Uh, I am Chris, aka Star Wars Lawyer. Um, uh, you can find me on. TikTok, Twitch, and uh, I guess YouTube, but I don't make anything on YouTube at Star Wars Lawyer. So, and then Twitter, Chris underscore SWL. Uh, what sport or TV show or TV event should we get a Star Wars one for? Uh, Beth and I have talked about this quite a bit, and I, we have also talked about this with Camilla. So, you picked on me first, so I'm going to say it. Uh, sorry, Beth. Uh, Star Wars West Wing. With a Absolutely. Bail Organa lead. Yes. Yes. I've, please, I've wanted that please, for so long. That. We need, we need a, like a more like like House of Cards-esque, West Wing-esque type of Star Wars show. I would love something like that. A more in-depth look at maybe not necessarily like the Clone Wars era, but like just politics in general. Um, mm -hmm. It could cover like a chancellor's like term or something like that, similar to how they did Bartlett in the West Wing. It could be from the beginning of a chancellor being elected. You can see how that process really works. Like we heard Palpatine get elected. We heard him get nominated, but we could really see how it works. We could see how he deals with the other senators. We could deal we could see how he handles the, he or she or they handle the the uh, the uh, the Senate chambers, how rowdy or peaceful it could get it could, it's everything parallels real life which i'm sure we'll get to i'm sorry i didn't mean to hijack it from it i'm picturing because it was jar jar that that like suggested palpatine and so like i'm i'm imagining like after that on tv they're like jar jar what were you thinking he's like i don't know like this, this, this thing, I, I don't know i'm just here okay day um <laughs> i think the show we follow chancellor valorum's run as chancellor, because we, we have no thing, and then we can see Palpatine versus Bale 
in the in the in the in the in, in Chancellor voting. Yeah, you watch the, the primaries. I want to watch a debate, a Star Wars debate. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, because they'll just talk about stuff like we're supposed to know what they're talking about. Right. Saying, yeah. Yeah, you know, the spice trade is really messing up the outer rim. I agree. We're voting for yeah, it's like what are you talking about? Like, what? Um awesome. All right, and uh how about you, Beth? Oh, um, hello, I'm Beth. Um, you can find me at mar.j.skywalker, um, just on TikTok. Um, and uh, I am one half of the Open Circle fleet. The better half is also here at Freeco Wiki, AKA Camilla. Um, we go live and just are slightly chaotic and it's great. We have a great time. Um, very fun. Uh, so I would say, okay, so my one Star Wars thing, and I just, I don't know why I want this so badly, but I want like a Star Wars succession, like, but with like the finance, like I really, I want the banking plan. Like I want that, but with like the stereotypical, like finance, like I need that. That's what I need. <laughs> okay. So we got, we got politics and when we got finance, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Throwing that out no. there for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just started watching succession. It's really, it's really funny. It's hysterical. So good. <laughs> Actually, so so part of me wants though, like in in Attack of the Clones, um, you know, Obi Wan goes into the bar and he sees Sleaze Bagano there, and it was like, you want to go home and rethink your life. And in my mind, there's a whole Suits show inside of Star Wars, and it's Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> Like Who's trying to get rid of his death sticks, and then he runs, and there's like a, a, a Harvey level person, and it suits, but it's sleeves. <laughs> I like that one. Yes, uh, Vince yes. is the wolf of Coruscant. No, Vince, <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's the loath wolf of Wall Street. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, how about you, Josh? Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Josh. Um, you can call me Mace or Mesa Windu. Or shithead, it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> water, water. I was pronounced shithead. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so, um, the big thing you wanted was, uh, you wanted a Star Wars version of, like, like a. Could be you, anything. Anything. I mean, just, just something, something that we have televised here. What would they be watching inside of Star Wars, like? You know, if we're gonna be watching the Super Bowl, like, do they have, do they have MCU movies inside of Star Wars? Do they have people like me running podcasts I, talking about I, fictional stuff inside of Star? I don't know. I could see a, I could see a, um, a romantic, um, a like a romantic comedy being pretty popular in the Star Wars universe, depending. Like it'd be two like Nemoidians or something like that. And it's just <laughs> like, oh my god, they're so. I love it when. Glup Shido is it's like, it's like you just like <laughs> all right man I, I already I, I like the idea of a Star Wars West Wing and a Star Wars Succession they were both my I they were both like on at the top of my head too so I I, I like the idea of, of that too so <laughs> no I love it I, I I approve and uh how about you Saint Pat all right well um I'm Pat um I'm on TikTok as Saint Pat of uh, Starfleet with a period and an underscore somewhere in there. Um, for me, I actually came up with two ideas, and they're both pretty uh, goofy. Um, so, did you guys for the first one? Do you guys ever watch the Sci-Fi Channel um, contest uh, face-off 
about the makeup artists. I need a, a Star Wars version of that because they have the hollow disguise and all the different uh, species, um, species body types and just to see what all the craziness that would be because of the of the technology that they have and the diversity of it that they have. And, and I then like that two, idea. Yeah. And then the second one would be um, uh, Merlin. You know the show, show Merlin? Yes. I, I need a Jedi version of Merlin the the people in Star Wars have put on. So like it's like it's based off of some old uh, myth that's going around about the Jedi from before the High Republic, and they've turned it into the, like this goofy uh, teen drama type of show. That'll be sweet. <laughs> no, I <laughs> I approve. Uh, for 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 me and my my. My answer in the past. Well, actually, I'll hit some of the people in the in the comments, uh, in the comments here, because we, we have uh, Brooke B Dazzler. Uh, check out Far Far Away Factory um, Project. Saying runway. Project Runway, <laughs> <laughs> which would That's be amazing. Uh, the serves that would come from that. Love <laughs> Island. Uh, <laughs> okay, but uh, imagine like a a a a like a, a bachelor. <laughs> Hosted by Lando Calrissian. Yeah, yeah. that would. Be Ooh, I also absolutely. like the i. I also like the idea of like because you know like we watch a ton of different sports. It's not just football or baseball or basketball. We watch a ton. So I was thinking maybe like a galactic version of the Olympics or something like that. Mm. Like every five or six years, it's like they all come to like. I don't know Naboo or something like that, or they they change planets every just like they change countries every every time, like they change planets every time, like the 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 Winter Olympics or the or the Sub Zero Olympics or whatever, since every planet could be like a permanently cold planet or a permanently hot planet. Like <laughs> I like that idea too. Yeah, of a Fleabag style Doctor Afro show. Ooh, Ooh. I like that idea. Um, yeah, I had my money on uh, oh, Jedi Vector Racing. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good one. As, yeah, as long as that. Vernestra isn't one of the yeah. uh, <laughs> so would NASCAR be more like Hello, pod God. racing? Would that be more like pod racing, or would that be more like Tour de France? You know, it's way more fast paced than Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> Or like indie cars, like would that be kind of yeah? Like it, it's a really popular sport, so I would say like it would either be like the equivalent of like either Formula One or NASCAR, but like probably a hybrid between the two, because like you don't see a lot of like yeah, like watching like Formula <laughs> One racing. You watch they watch Dale Earnhardt, so it's like all right. <laughs> so with the mention of the Jedi vectors, do you guys think the High Republic Jedi did like the Blue Angel shows? Probably. Oh, that's actually a good I idea. Can see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. It's probably a regular thing. Uh let's see. Uh B Dazzler says, uh, can Lando just be the bachelor? So I'm gonna modify what you said. Lando is the bachelor. It's hosted by Hondo. <laughs> oh my god. That show, the show would last, yeah. The show would last two episodes because everything would burn down by the end of the and they're like, okay, we need the host to stop hitting on all the people. <laughs> yeah, Hondo. Yeah, Hondo would probably just leverage like the continuation of the show with him winning, 
Be like, all right, look, we can continue the show, but like, I gotta be the winner. So it's like, it was crazy in episode three when all the just pirates just infiltrated and kidnapped everyone. Yeah, you know? it's crazy how it's just me and Lando here. I wonder what could happen. <laughs> oh, oh no! It's funny how that works out. You know, <laughs> Doctor Phil show, but it's Mace Windu instead. Oh my god. <laughs> It's Mace Windu and the only get guest the f over it. it. Yeah, it's and it's all the people that got victimized by him. Where he's just, it's Anakin, Boba Fett. I hate you. He's like, I don't even know who you are. Like, <laughs> you you know. I, mean, I remember that, you. That's You're a the kid whose dad I yopped his head off. I remember you. There, there's going to be a commercial with a space lawyer that was like, "Have you been victimized by Anakin Skywalker?" Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I have okay. I have that video right. I just haven't edited it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, you gotta do it. Because there, there was some comic strip where it, that someone made where it's essentially like, you know, like those mesothelioma commercials, but it was yeah. for Star Wars. And I essentially like, I was like, oh, okay, I have to do that. So I did it. I was just mm -hmm. like, I just want to be fancy with it. But then I, you know. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> but uh, oh man, the, the flavor of love oh god, <laughs> oh man, that's a messy one, man. Oh, oh, Sorry, we can go oh, this all day. I've seen a few of those episodes that can get messy. <laughs> no, my my suggestion though was was ninety day fiance because uh, <gasps> my wife loves that show and they're just like, hey, here's like. So when you're dating from Venezuela, like try to make it work. And I don't even know how the show works, but I would love it in Star Wars where, you know, it's like a toy Darian who gets like hooked up with a Wookiee and he's trying to like live amongst them. It's just like, right. this sucks. Everything's so small. Oh, you know what would be a really messy one? A Wookiee and a Trandoshan. Ooh. Oh my god! But is that like the? Is that like the? Oh my god! What is it like? Enemies to lovers? Is it like? Yeah, that would be a that would be a scary one. I think the film, like the record, like the cameraman would be like a mile back. Like <laughs> that's, that's a relationship that would. It's West Side Story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet type of thing. <laughs> Except they um, don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Because uh, you know the smallest, one. you know the smallest thing would piss them off. Like, like somebody takes the last carton of milk and it's just World War Three. <laughs> That's why I don't want to do this anymore, man. I told you. This. <laughs> it's like, uh oh, all right, get away from it. Uh, but this man. is the actual stream, guys. It's not yeah. history. It's, just, this is actually yeah. spitballing for another pitching hour. shows. <laughs> Listen, that Disney, was you're be, welcome I for the episode. Exactly. You guys have encouraged me, and that will be a full episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. That would be a great episode. All right, so I brought you all here today because you all are are fans of history or studied history, um, and why? I have to because that's because it's not my bag, and that's one of the reasons why my notes are light on the show because it was like. I don't have the knowledge. I'm not smart enough to ask you guys the good questions to get to, to, to the meat. So I'm, I'm hoping you'll help me out with that. But what, yeah, what interests you about history? Why is history important? Um, and it's free form. I'll call on someone first just to, 
so there's, there's a bunch of silence, but y'all feel free to jump in and, and talk. Uh, but I'm going to go to St. Pat first. Well, I love learning about the details, like the cultural ideology and motivations behind uh, historical events and society in general. It, it's, it's like Legos. Once you uh, break, once you break things down and figure out what the big ideas are and the importance of a person, place, or a culture, then you can use them to build an understanding of what was happening or what this cultural society was like at that time. And and once you have those pieces, you can like Legos. You can use them to build other things up. Sorry, I'm going off my notes. I have a lot <laughs> of ideas. Um, and then so you can apply those pieces to other historical events or even today and you just and then you get a better understanding of the world around you so if you like i was um i got my major in egyptology and i was taught by my mentor she actually drilled into me man's theory of, of power and it has four breaks down uh history um analyzing into four um critiques of power ideological, political, economic, military, and yeah, that's four, right? Yeah. 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 And so, and from there you can, you, you can base though, you can use those as a way to look at a culture or a history event. And then you can understand what's happening. And I've been able to, because I, because I learned that I've been able to relate the same instance that I saw happening in Egypt to modern day. And it helps you see the broader spectrum of what's going on and read current events so you know what's going on and so you don't get like tripped up by people saying other things or trying to change the perspective or the script on you. And which is why I want to be a, um, be in my master's classes to become a history teacher. That's so cool. Okay, I like it. I'm into history awesome. now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about the, the, the rest of y'all? I, I, Josh, I know you're a history major as well. I can go next. It's cool. It's um, uh, But I, I agree with pretty much everything Pat said. That's a, a lot of the reasons I love like Star Wars, like history and Star Wars, I think, are intertwined. It, it, I, I, credit Star, I credit history being a history major um, with like reinvigorating, I guess you could say, my interest in Star Wars because when I was younger, like with most people, it was laser swords, like Padme was gorgeous and uh, uh, General Grievous looked cool and like R2-D2 was cute and all that other stuff. Like it was like face value for me. Like Darth Vader looked cool, like, like that kind of stuff. Like the acting, I guess, was good. Like, you know, but then when I started focusing on like, school um star wars kind of like grew along with me and i remember when i was like taking history classes and stuff like that and they would teach me about things like how like you don't really it, history isn't really about like write, writing down and memorizing all the dates of something and recognizing what happened on this day even though that's part of it um it's more of understanding like on these days like why this happened or or you infer why this happened based on what you understand based on what you recover and stuff like that based on what you see in the news based on old newspaper recording like you look at all of this other stuff and i remember um when i go back to star wars after doing all that in college i was like oh wow like is this a reference to that is that a reference to this 
is it actually a reference to like like World War II or is it something deeper than that? And that's when I started looking into like what was George Lucas's inspiration for that? What was the inspiration for that? Like it wasn't just you don't just pull something that extravagant like completely from scratch. You took some kind of inspiration from it. Um and so when he would say things like how the Galactic Republic uh, or the uh, Galactic Civil War between the Empire and the Rebellion like at face value, you kind of look at it and you say like, oh, like Nazi Germany and the allies. Right. And you're like, well, aesthetically, sure, definitely. They definitely have some aesthetic similarities. But and then he comes out and goes, no, it's America and Vietnam. You're like, oh, I really <laughs> see it now. And so when you go in and when you when somebody says that to you, you go, OK, that makes sense. Because and then you and then he goes like he'll say something along the lines of like. Palpatine, even though he's not a one-for-one caricature of him, I envisioned Nixon. You go, oh, that makes even more, like, I see why you did that. Like, I see how that kind of comes together. Or when they say, like, what if the, or when Padme goes, sorry, I don't want to hog up too much time, but, like, when Padme goes, like, what if the democracy we're fighting for no longer exists? Like, what if everything we're doing uh, is in defense of a of a way of governmenting and go- governing that doesn't exist anymore because the republic is an empire in all but name now. You go, oh my gosh, like this is like textbook like study of like authoritarianism and all this, and you're like, oh my god, like there's so many examples of that happening in history. And so when that happened and that clicked for me, I, I not only became a bigger history buff, but I ironically became a bigger star Wars fan because I was like, Oh, I want to see more of those kinds of parallels. I think that's really cool. But yeah, that's pretty much mine. <laughs> ah, I love it. Awesome. All right. Uh, how, how about you, Beth? Oh man. Okay. So I, I too was a history major back in the day uh, before I did, before I, I went the whole law route. Um, and nice. so I actually, <laughs> yes, Good, good time, she said, <laughs> having filled a lot of hours this week. Um, and so I actually, I had like kind of a, a different study of history. Um, I studied intellectual history, but colonial intellectual history. So very mm. niche. Um, mm. And I think that it's so, it's fascinating, but it's such, it's just really, really interesting because you take a piece of media and you can look at it either on like a meta level or just like as a reflection of society. But you can really see like the transitive ideologies of the time period um, Mm -hmm. and what was going on, um, not just in the world, but it's fascinating to see that in universe as well. Um, And I think like, and this is, it's one of my favorite examples is like the idea of like the concept of villains throughout the different Star Wars eras, because in obviously the original trilogy, we have a very kind of specific villain. In the prequel trilogy, we have one that's very reflective of that time period, big corporations, evil, et cetera. Um, and then for the sequel trilogy, we have um, Kylo Ren, who is the uh, uh, the stereotypical kind of um, overly violent white boy. Let's just put it that way. Uh, which is the, the old right the villain. You're, you're yeah, wrong, the villain. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm like, how do I put this nicely? But it's, it's oh, no, you just say it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Very accurate. We, we all see it. Just say it. Yeah. Name it. Name it. <laughs> Right. And don't get me wrong. I love, I love, I love him as a character and I love the sequel. So definitely no sequel slander, but that's like something fascinating to me. So that was my historical journey. Awesome. Oh man. Like you guys are already just giving me stuff to, I'm going to have to like go comb through this 
once oh, we dude, we'll literally be here all night if you let yeah. us. It's, mm-hmm. it's, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got, I got a supply of of Mandalorian caffeine tea. So I, I'm good to go all night. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, well, it's it's like BT artist says. Uh, love hearing smart people talk about their smart people shit. <laughs> it's soothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, but oh, man. yeah. Um, last but certainly not least, Chris. What what got you started down uh, down his history lane? Um. So I think it was my history teachers in in high school um i guess they 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 saw i had an affinity for it and and they sort of like pushed me to do uh more and i i i guess i signed up for ap classes but it's more they signed me up for ap classes um but i think one of the things that so i was raised in in a musical household and one of the things that you know like my my dad raised me on was motown and so if you listen to motown the history of the time period informs the music and so when I look at art and things like my brother's a filmmaker, so you look at the different movies across the, you know, the past 50 years, what was going on at the time informs what happened. Um, and just seeing like the different dominoes of how A affects B affects C affects D. And that's how we got where we are today is, um, is, is something that I always find interesting. It's like a puzzle. And like, you know, for an example, so we all know about prohibition in the United States, right? And so before prohibition, about 30 to 40% of the United States um, income, the government's federal income came from taxation on alcohol sales. And so when prohibition was uh, going, when when prohibition advocates wanted to get that to go into effect, what they did was draft legislation for a federal income tax, because we already had local income taxes, but the federal income tax was meant to circumvent that lost revenue from alcohol sales and then obviously like 13 years later prohibition was repealed but we still have the federal income tax interesting and it's all because, why it's still there <laughs> right and, and it's all because people didn't want people to drink for a variety of reasons Man, I, I, it just makes, now, now I don't want to study history. No, <laughs> oh, this is cool, man. Like as I show you millions of words, and it's like, isn't this awesome? Isn't this cool? Like, you don't uh, want to spend also, your next thirty years of your life understanding this one particular thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, I want to do a, a quick, a quick shout out to. Um, uh, to Chris's brother, because uh, he he is a filmmaker, has a movie. It's called Life Ain't Like the Movies. Oh, uh, definitely recommend going ahead and giving a check. Uh, you know, checking it out. It's, Absolutely, you know, a quirky black teenager coming of age type story. So, uh, Life Ain't Like the Movies, um, small it's film. Great, it's a great movie. Check it out. I check like the out. title. Very good title. Yeah, if uh, so, if I if I can splurge a little bit about it. Um, so my brother got started writing that movie based off of the quote that is in the movie, and and he had the quote, and so he just wrote the movie around it. And it's the mm-hmm. quote is I'm I'm it's, I'm a near quote, but it's like life ain't like the movies, kid. It's it's tough. It's uh, like it's hard. But there are going to be beautiful moments, and you need to hold on to those moments because they also get you through the rough times. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it's Paul Bates is in it. 
um, from Coming to America, if you've seen that. Uh, Cinda Williams is in it from Mo Better Blues. Uh, Holy so yeah. shoot. I need to check that out then. I love both of their work. Yeah, so it's on Amazon Prime. I think it's free now and also on Tubi and a few other places. Sure. Beautiful. Nice. Yep, we, we we appreciate them, and it's, it's Black History Month, yeah. so we're, we're we're appreciating Black filmmakers. Absolutely, uh, yeah, right. awesome. All right, so so we, we kind of got uh, how you guys are in, are interested in it now. Next question, lightning round before we, we jump into the the meat. Um, what historical figure like what historical figure do we do we have that needs to be placed in the Star Wars, and, and what is what does that look like? Um, I'm going to, I'm, I got to go to Beth first. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. See, this is, oh, God, I, my initial, my initial reaction was Sam and P chase, but I'm like, I don't have this. I'm like, you guys don't want to hear why trust me <laughs> because it is very boring, very boring. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the classic. I'm going to go with like an Abraham Lincoln. Like I want, mm. like, I want, I mean, yeah, with the hat, Chris has the hat. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah we want like the good orator um but yeah i think that'd be a very fascinating character to see because we haven't really had anybody who's like a direct we've had aspects of his character i think but it'd be very fascinating to see somebody who is a leader but also very human and flawed in some very problematic ways as well i like the holistic version of a person so hmm. that's history <laughs> right there you understand all facets of them yeah, I mean, and that's a big thing. People are not perfect, and so there's yep. a lot of these people. But it's like it's it, it really varies on the time. Uh, also, if you, I, I know this is feels feels extra extra nerdy, but who was the first person you mentioned? I want to look him up. <laughs> oh, say okay, Sam and P Chase. I can send you a couple of recs if you would like some books. Um, so. He's a yes, very very boring individual, but we love him. So I'll, right. I'll send you some recommendations. Also, feel free and anyone here if you don't have time to to make TikToks and tag me in them because because I, I wanna I wanna dive into this stuff. Um, but yeah, how, how about how about you, Chris? Uh, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with Fred Hampton Senior. Ooh, yeah. As I, I like as that I was, one. As I was Black thinking Panthers. about this, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. For, for a variety of reasons, you know, Fred Hampton was only 21 when he was murdered, but he made such an impact on the city of Chicago, uniting different uh, marginalized peoples and even some non-marginalized people, just people that just felt down on their luck. And he built a community through uh, community service and the Black Panthers are demonized for reasons that they shouldn't be. But... I think to see uh, someone in the Star Wars universe that would be able to at, you know, at such a young age to rally um, people through, you know, the symbol of a brotherhood, not just brotherhood of one race, but brotherhood of a people. Mm -hmm. And um, just to be able to have that impact and then hopefully, you know, just see that character actually be able to live out their life and the impact that they could have on the yeah. world. And one of the uh, great things about Fred Hampton, and um, I think he helped um, push forward this idea um, further. He didn't coin it, but I think he popularized it amongst um, a lot of uh, leftists and a lot of uh, a lot of civil rights activists that um, 
a lot of the strife in this country, um, it's it's less not to say that it there isn't race involved, but it's more of a class issue when it mm-hmm. becomes like who like where do you where the solutions are like th- that's what I meant to say like like when you're looking for the solutions for something like that, the solution isn't like like the solution is more complicated than just oh like kumbaya all hold hands like there is systemic like it's not just like like the the, uh, lyndon johnson said this where and and lyndon johnson is a very complicated character but you know he 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 also said a lot of banging ass quotes so (laughs) i'll use this and i think it's a very accurate one he said i believe he said um and this is paraphrasing he said if you convince the lowest white man that he's better than the lowest black man they'll never realize that you're picking their pocket while you're telling them that. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much him saying like, Oh, as long as you keep telling this person that they will always be better than this other person because of the color of their skin, they're not going to realize that we're all broke. Like we're all broke as hell. So because once you realize, once everybody realizes that, then it's game over for a lot mm-hmm. of those games that a lot of big corporations and governments try and go for. Like, like, so I think Fred Hampton is like, that's why that that's why he resonates with me, because a lot of people can say like, oh, you know, you kind of you kind of get ready to roll your eyes when somebody says it's not a race issue. You're like, okay, here. okay, buddy, here we go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then when they go, it's a class issue. You're like, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, actually. No, exactly. So like it's kind of a deeper understanding of the racial issues in America and in the world. Um, and once you understand that, which I think Fred Hampton like got it more so mm-hmm. than most people, especially in that time period, um, I think he could be a very special character that heavily inspires a Star Wars character with a with a kind of similar trajectory. Okay, I love Fred Hampton. Have you guys seen um, Judas and the Black Messiah? That's not HBO. Not seen it yet. If you guys have HBO Max, check that out. It's a really good. It's about Fred Hampton, so it's a really good movie. Phenomenal really good movie. Chris, could you uh, after this uh, Discord him the name because he's definitely someone I have to read up on. I'm mm-hmm. trying to ex- expand more into that side of history a lot more. I got you. Dang. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. We also have um, you know a lot of suggestions here in the chat. Uh, Pedro um, uh, Campos. I like that one. Uh, and there's another one but i can't find it (laughs) i love it so okay so so josh are you also going with same person same recommendation oh i guess like my explanation kind (laughs) of no i mean like uh, just for the sake i mean it's not it's it's less like um it's less recent i like the idea of um because like i i never heard of like a at least in Star Wars canon, like I don't think we focus too much like on a on a, like a conqueror or like a really big political figure being inspired, like like somebody like Julius Caesar or or, or Alexander the Great or uh, who was the one in Germania? Uh, Germania um, was it Charlemagne? Charlemagne, I think it was Charle- yeah. Charlemagne the yeah yeah or Cyrus the Great. Like I have always been like 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 inspired by or at least i've wanted really badly to see kind of a a a parallel with somebody like julius caesar um palpatine you can make an argument like on some levels you're like okay like 
he's certainly taking control of the government like like Caesar is getting ready to do but like I meant like militarily like you want somebody who's like known as like this legendary general and commander um not known for like fighting you know like this, the confederacy of independent systems but like known for taking over big swaths of the galaxy or something like that and seeing how he manages that empire i think i think a star wars character on the level of somebody like alexander the great would be very intriguing awesome okay yeah that would be i mean i mean that would be a great storyline for like early like early core stories like how the Mm -hmm. conqueror for the first territorial gains of the uh, of the core worlds in the republic mm-hmm. um okay what, what about uh what about you saint pat i want i these three i have three but they're kind of a group for the storyline i was thinking about i want a star wars version of vladimir lenin leon trotsky and joseph mm-hmm. stalin and i want Ooh, them to be <laughs> i want them to be separatist senators and this takes place before Attack of the Clones, and it's all about the formation of the the Separatists in CIS. Because uh, if you know me, I'm kind of obsessed with the Separatist perspective of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and um, and I so I want I want Lennon and I, the Lennon and um, uh, Trotsky character to be really I really I, um, idealists about the Separatist stuff. And then Stalin, of course, is the power-hungry character that gets recruited by Dooku to help sway an important bill or writing of the Constitution. That way, Dooku has the power that he needs to. And so you, so there's, so they have they have to go off do, and do something. The Lennon char- character has an accident; he's either killed or, or just like helping. And then it's a power struggle between the Trotsky and Stalin power, and then. Um, power character, and then the trusty character either is killed or somehow is blackmailed to go to leave the se- separatists, and so you just left with the Stalin character, and he became he's a senator, an influential senator in the separatist um, senate, but also like secretly a part of the uh, separatist council and and like in part of the military. I think you could I think you could turn that into a really compelling story and I think mm-hmm. wouldn't it be really cool I, I like that idea Pat wouldn't it be Thank really you. cool if like it started out as like because like we all know that like the core value of the separatist movement like like the people of the separatist movement like they have legitimate grievances for the republic like the republic mm-hmm. is really crappy to them because isn't oh. like the whole thing about it refresh my memory mm-hmm. isn't the whole thing about the separatist movement that like they're getting really salty that like the republic is essentially neglecting them and yeah, they're like they're, look they're, like they're, they're we have no rim, money they're... yeah the outer the outer rim like we have no money we don't have any really sense of like powerful representation in the Senate. And so keep, keep going. <laughs> people who do have represent the ones that are representative in the Senate are from like the core worlds, which are historically the more wealthy worlds, like Alderaan, Naboo, Coruscant itself, like all these massively rich and wealthy planets that probably make more money exploiting the outer rim planets or putting their factories or putting their mm-hmm. putting putting their like like military campaigns like did you notice that almost all of the clone wars most of the clone wars is fought in the outer rim 
Like, like there is no like other than the Coruscant siege, which took them by surprise in Episode Three. Like almost every battle we see, if you look at the planet that they're on, they're like, oh damn, like that's all the way out there. That's a boon. That's like a boonies planet. Like that's not a because if relatively yeah. And so I I think what they could do is they could start off having those legitimate grievances, much like you know Stalin, Lenin, Trotsky, that kind of dynamic. And you could honestly start to feel for them. And you're like, damn, they could really make change. And then you realize that, oh, wait, this is a prequel. We know what happens to them. And so, uh, and then it starts going downhill and starts, their message gets hijacked by somebody who, who is part of their movement, but never had any intention of making any real change. The entire goal was to put Palpatine on the throne as emperor. So they don't realize tragically that they're in the middle of this grand conspiracy their entire message was used as a farce in order to get palpatine more power so i think that could have massive massive parallels to the real world mm-hmm. it, it, it would just be for my it would just be awesome how it's it's showing you how a movement can start as something wholesome and then just how real world attitudes and realities come in it just gets corrupted and you gives a different voice to, to the people you don't want to have the voice to and i just i think that's something that we, we kind of need to talk to talk about talk about especially in today's climate yeah damn i, I really think it'd be sure to happen now i'm sorry <laughs> yeah oh no 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 i think it'd be fascinating too because we know that canonically or at least in the star wars propaganda book um dooku had like a whole lecture series and I think that would be fascinating to get that the separatist um, like narrative along with that kind of storyline that you were describing. Like that's such a good like Pat. How do we at Disney for Pat's show? Like right? <laughs> yeah. we, we need like a back channel guy. Like, get Daniel Jose older to be like, yo, I need you to give this message to Kathleen. <laughs> <Kennedy>. Like <laughs> because the, 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 we we get the view of the Clone Wars from the Republic, and because it's from the Republic, we get. Palpatine's propaganda and his messing with the, the nationalism, and so our view of the Separatist is skewed. And because of Dooku, the all entire military of the Separatists is mercenaries. There's no one in the military or in control of the military that actually believes in the Separatist pl- um, dream or ideals. And so you get the war criminals that, that are in charge of the droid Grievous. army. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Grievous, Grievous is like this scary big robot cyborg leading this army of emotionless robots that are like they do that stuff on purpose to make it seem like the separatists don't have a soul. And that like Clone Wars mm-hmm. kind of touched on it with Lux Bonteri's mom. Um, Ahsoka yeah. meets Lux Bonteri and his mom. Like they they touch on it, but I wanted them to go even deeper. I'm like, they're I don't I didn't want like a simple like, oh, both sides are bad. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to like I want you to understand that like their grievances are legitimate. They're just getting screwed over right now. Like th- there's mm-hmm. like an actual narrative going against them that is ruining their chances of making any serious like like headway into making their worlds better. So I I'm trying to map out the separatist government structure and, I, and um just just cuz I told you it's a mis- obsession. I t- I tweeted it about like at midnight one time just thinking about the constitution <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i put the separatist senate in this in concept i call it called the bubble of good intentions like however the constitution ended out the senate is 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 there they're thinking they're making things 
but they really have no control of anything over the war, even though they think they do. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting because in the grand scheme of things, it's uh, well. I mean, we'll, we'll just we'll just jump into the the, the next the next part of this. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> oh no! Well, this is this is amazing. This. <laughs> The most engaged I've been in a while. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know I put the original trilogy first, but I, why don't we switch it up and go in in chronological order because that feels um, fitting considering what we just ended on because a lot of what the, you know, separatists are espousing, like, is the the downsides of colonialism and like hey we aren't close to the core so we get screwed all the time and it's it's a real issue like please please help us and then <laughs> the core was like what we're gonna do is turn into an empire <laughs> instead and all that stuff you're dealing with since we're an empire now that doesn't answer to the senate it's going to be about a hundred times worse. We'll just drop all of our trash on your planet now. And it'll just be like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, what are the parallels that you guys see in, in the, um, in the prequel trilogy? What, what, what jumps out at you guys the most? This is the two hour segment, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I, I'm going to leave the American civil war parallel for Pat. Cause I know we've talked about that. I know he's got a lot on that. So I'm gonna leave that for him. But for 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 me, the parallels are Bush Bush administration in one, but the rise of fascistic evil amid democratic complacency. Mm -hmm. And I think even though this came out like, you know, uh, what, 10, 15 years before, you can see how in the midst of globalization the rise of nationalism in democratic societies and the securities and freedoms they're willing to give up to make sure that um their traditional quote-unquote way of life is maintained and that they are not quote-unquote erased um and i think that um one of the things that a lot of people have put in like the founding fathers videos that I did was like the founding fathers would be aghast at all the freedoms we've given up for security. And I think that there are some um, legitimate complaints there with, you know, the amount of freedom we give up, but there's also a world that they could have never have foreseen with just the technology that we have now. Um, but I think when you have certain lines um like uh this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause and that's evident like george lucas has talked about that was evident for the uh wars in iraq and afghanistan and how we all cheered post 9 11 because the government came out and told us like hey these are the bad guys right and here's the evidence evidence was wrong evidence was fake however you want to slice it and but we went full force into, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan, and we just got out of Afghanistan 20 years later um, in, in a war that we didn't really win. Um, and and so um, back home, things look entirely different 20 years from now. Versus, and you could look at the uh, prequels. The Republic looks different in The Phantom Menace than it does in 
mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith before he even becomes the Empire. And so that came as a part of the leadership that was in charge and the freedoms and securities that they sort of trampled over democracy that they were willing to give up so that their way of life could be maintained. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Plus one. Yeah, me too. No. <laughs> no, I mean I, if I, if I could go next because I I go for it. Jump into it. One of the you mentioned the like American military and post 9/11. Um the Clone Wars, I think pushed me and uh, you know i mean this is history and politics and or political views really do go hand in hand because if you know your history you know how shit goes and so like one of the things that i think the clone wars did for me was make me realize like damn why in the everlasting hell was i such an a rah-rah patriot whenever they said they were sending like 8,000 more troops over to the Middle East. It's like, finally, I asked a question, like, what are we doing there? Like, like, what are we doing there anymore? And I would watch episodes like The Clone Wars, and it makes me realize, like, oh, the Galactic Republic, like, yeah, like, you see the image of, like, the Galactic Republic. We're keeping you safe. We're doing this. We're doing that. But then you get to, like, the actual people, like, when Anakin and Ahsoka and Ayla Sakura crash land on this neutral planet, and they're like, we're here to... And he's like, get the hell off my planet. Like, you guys are going to bring all of the bad stuff over here. There's a reason we didn't get in this war in the first place. Like, I don't want you guys over here. Go away. And it made me realize, like, oh, damn. Like, not necessarily that we're the, like, Americans are the baddies per se. But, like, like there is more, like, even more so than gray area. It's more of a, like, like a, like a, like a. A blanket over what ends up being like a really unforgiving machine of you know not like you said nationalism propaganda um the idea that like every single war that the united states fights in is a just war it's like really like like is every single battle you fight in the clone wars like is every single battle every single war you fight in the clone wars is that a justified war or are you making it seem like it is because of certain things that come into play? So I think that made me realize that more so than anything. That's one of the biggest parallels, I think, the American military and the Galactic Republic. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I have I have a serious question to, to ask y'all. Because um, I feel like we could spend the entire night just on, on like the prequels era yeah <laughs> um and that's that's why i was like you know, i'm not equipped for like to <laughs> to be the host of this conversation so i love that y'all letting me do so um my question is what if we did exactly that and then i i had you guys come back in like four or five weeks same panel and and we just moved the, on to the original yeah and then i had the same panel come back in like four oh. weeks from there and we did the sequels. Yeah, dude. I'm ready for that yeah. one. Like five hours. Yeah, bro. that'd be so oh, cool. Oh, that one's going to be like five hours, bro. I'm ready for that one. The extended. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, time to break out this bad boy. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so it, it's, it's official. This episode is fully just politics of the prequel eras. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so, feel free to, to dive in deeper. Because uh, I was like, looking at time, it was like, 
Oh, there ain't no way in hell. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the time too. I'm like, bro, by the time it hits 10, we're going to be on episode two. <laughs> the beginning of episode two. Like, <laughs> uh, and uh, Montgomery here in, in, in the chat, you know, I've been, been watching things, stuff you're, you're saying. Um, yeah, feel free to, to to reach out to me and and we'll talk and we'll we'll see about um, you know because I, I I love their perspectives and I want to see what people think, uh, but uh, yeah yeah let's 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 keep going. Um, uh, yeah. Pat, I know you got something in in the chamber right now. Yeah. So. Okay. So I I've talked to you and I I ranted I ranted to Chris about this. I um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've always read. Um, the, the Clone Wars as a beautifully mastered twisted framing of the American Civil War. <laughs> and, and and that's what I love about Star Wars and its historical parallels. Uh, it, it doesn't give you... Uh, they don't dictate how the stories go. It, um, sets, it, it picks a historical event or place or people and then it frames the story in that. And so you get, you get the emotion and the academic intelligence from that thing, but the characters get to be themselves and get to live in the events. Um, but yeah, so I, for the longest time, have been saying that even though we call the Republic the Republic and, and the uh, Separatists the Confederacy, that it's actually really in the, in the historical um, parallel, the Republic, the Republic, Republic is the Confederacy of America. Uh, of the United States and the, and the Confederacy of Independent Plants is the um, the Republic from uh, the, the Union. And it's just be because if you look at events, um, the Republic acts like the Confederates. Uh, they're the first, yes, we see the, um, the Separatists planning and preparing for a war, but they never actually attack. The Republic is the first to attack the Separatists in the attack of the clones. And it, they attack the Foundry, which it can be like the fort um, in the Civil War. I don't remember Sumter. the fort's name. You think I would remember the fort's name? Fort Sumter? Fort Sumter, yeah. yeah. I, that one's embedded in my brain. I learned. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Fort Sumter was like, like, all right, cool, good job." All oh. history majors are like, oh. right, right. They're like, "Ah, oh, 1861, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one." The, the Civil War, as I learned it as a young schoolboy in Georgia, the War of Northern Aggression. Ah, yeah. You know, I actually got a question wrong on purpose uh, on a uh, history test in middle school, I think, because they asked me. They were like, "What caused the Civil War?" And it was multiple choice. And it was like slavery. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> states' rights. I'm like, states' rights and slavery are the same thing. So I can select both of them at the same time and I'd be right. And I selected slavery because, of course, it is. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting that question wrong and I was so proud. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd get that wrong all day. Like, because, like, there's like a running meme where it's like in elementary, middle, and high school, you go, uh, no, in elementary and middle school, you go, oh, it's about slavery. Then you get to like late middle school and high school. Oh, it was about states' rights. Then you get to college. Oh, it was about slavery. <laughs> you go states right back rights to, to do oh, what? Yeah. Own yeah. And I never asked them that question. Like, states' rights to do what? Like, did we just happen to be slaves too while that was going? It's like, like what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> South Carolina had like a fever dream when Abe Lincoln got elected, and they let like, like 
sorry to get on this tangent, but like, <laughs> like they had like a panic attack when Abe Lincoln got elected. They had a panic attack and dipped out like almost immediately after. And in their like separation, like documents, they listed slavery. What was it like 60 something times? Nah, states rights, bro. Gotcha. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, we have some 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 dissent in in here. The first Ford attack in Civil War was in Mississippi. For some people, it was the first one that had to be answered. Um, I don't know anything about that. I I, I, I would like to hear it at at some point. Uh, so I'll me 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 you talking about that. Um, yeah, but back back to the 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 analogy and so. You have George framing you. You, you intentionally, at least at how I read it, he's intentionally framing um, the sides. So we know we think we know which sides are the is good and which side is bad and which side we should be rooting for, and we root for the Republic of the most because it has the Jedi, and um, but also they have the Jedi. And if you look at the American Civil War, the, the Confederacy and the Republic were very dichotomy on, on the military power um the union had a scramble to get leaders and generals well the confederacy they're the ones that have the trained mil- military tacticians military lenders and in the clone wars you see the republic having the jedi as the generals which you can see the ultimate training in, in, in being warriors and then also they have the academies where you lot in and you you are I cannot speak today. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, I'm you, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah, and talk and um, Tarkin come from, and so you, have, you there's that parallel there, and then of course the Republic uses clones, which is slave labor. Yeah, yeah, that's it's just not not the best. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how like in universe they never really kind of, I don't know, like focus too much on the fact that they didn't really have a choice like 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 they always like like rex tell like says like oh like well this is all we really know so without it i guess we wouldn't exist it's a very complicated dynamic where they're like like he's like all right like sure we wish that war never happened that like we're soldiers we're supposed to protect everybody but like at the same time like we wouldn't exist if this hadn't have happened so i guess you kind of just roll with the punches when you can like prepare for peace like or hope for peace prepare for war i mean yeah but at the same time like well one thing i think is interesting is uh in the book um clone war stories of uh light and dark uh yoda briefly mentions that because they that that book largely retells things that happen in the clone wars that we watch but it's from a specific person's perspective and so we get some extra tidbits and things like that, as well as an entirely new story at the end. It's really interesting. But um, anyways, they retell the first episode of the Clone Wars and with Yoda and and his and the clones that he's with and how he sees them all differently in the force. And then he just casually mentions how people in the Senate are trying to block um legislation for for clones to have rights and stuff like that just he just glosses over that real quick and i was like the hell like yeah can we go back and he's like yeah but we're fighting a battle so no we want you to die for us though yeah 
No, it's like, yeah, they, they don't think of them as people. So, like, uh, you know, I see them all individually, but, like, no one else does. And you're just like, that's so sad. Yeah. And they just willingly, like, because it's in there, like, because they are trained to do that, like, they're so willing and prepared to, to die and fight and risk their lives. And they have no idea. Like, they're like, bro, like, I'm 10 years old. You know, like I'm 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 ten years old and I've spent the first five years like in a tank. Like 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 what am I supposed to do? Like it actually the more I think about it, it's actually making me really sad because it's like these dudes are like where do the F like the Kaminoans, like the Kaminoans like should be on trial for like, like <laughs> ethics. Like my god, they're like, Yeah, we're so proud of this batch. You're like, bro, what? I I, I have a heartbeat, excuse you? Like it's just like yikes, man. Damn. I, I gotta ask a question from from Benali here. Do you think George Lucas's historical illusion can be considered commentary when so many of them relies on negative racial stereotypes? Absolutely. Point. Yes. I would I would say yes. I, I would say yes. It's like throw, because, you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. There's as as historians, it is our job to point out, like, look, yeah, that's problematic. But like you also have to acknowledge the like the how true this statement is as well. Like like you can't like you can't look at something and say like you can't invalidate a point that somebody makes because they also said something else that was bad. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't make what they say any less true. Um, so I would I would argue that even though like the like Greedo not Greedo um, Watto. Uh, Jar Jar, um, what's another one? The um, Nymoidians. There's Nymoidians, a few. Yeah. The Nymoidians is a big one. Uh, there's quite a few, George. Um, <laughs> um, I love you, but there's quite a few. Um, and so, like, I look at those and I go, yeah, probably not something that I would consider uh, in good taste. Um, uh, yeah. Read the room, please. Like, like, uh, I, I but at the same time, it's like, like he's I, right. I still like think about uh, uh, times times where he has characters like the reason that Stasily exists is because he thought no one would notice. Yeah. <laughs> Adi Galia and Stasali. He's like, oh yeah, just yeah. call him a different character. It's like, okay. and then they're like those right. they don't look the same. And he's like, but they're black. <laughs> like, yeah, Cough and Agen, mm. Agent Kolar, mm. like they're like, oh, just make him a completely different Jedi. You're like, all right, cool. All right, it's his cousin now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, they're related. Okay, all right. There's the whole species of them, but they're related. Those two in specific. Are there's, there's a video on a parallel that I've been, I, I have been try, having trouble wording anything because uh, for the Phantom Menace because it it draw it it really stands out the the, the negative stereotypes of the Nemorians and the Phantom Menace. I'm like, I don't know how, as being me, to, to get that across without drawing on that thing. So um, it's like it's, I, it's it's a tough subject. <laughs> I know that I know that Barisafi um is is uh like she's designed she's coded like she's like she's um what was the Muslim correct terminology? Coded. She's Muslim coded. Um, she works with the, with the hijab and like all of that. And then when they show the um, the arc where she bombs the Jedi Temple, 
it's like i don't know like you go like oh yeah okay all right mm-hmm. like the worst she- part is though is she was muslim coded a long time ago and yeah. you knew she was muslim coded from the yeah. beginning yeah and then when this when the payoff happens you're like like who decided to make barris off the one to, to to blow up the jedi temple you know like and and, and look like what the sad part about it is that like when she when when they arrest her and they bring her up to to proclaim her the the actual traitor um she comes out and speaks probably the most fire ass like condemnation of the galactic republic ever mm-hmm. and you go like well then why would you like from a narrative standpoint why would you use her like why would you make that analogy and then use her like specifically her to 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 bomb somebody like it's like it's like oh dude you can't come out and say like like oh like the the america i know isn't here anymore and blah 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 blah. and you're like wow that's so true they're like yeah i'm so glad we made the muslim bomb the it's like come on bro really like (laughs) i love dave filoni and i don't know if it was entirely his decision but like I it I don't believe it was. Um, they actually the story group was going to have her kill herself in by she having ingested bombs herself, and Dave Filoni was like, "No, absolutely not. Immediately, no, that didn't happen. No, shut up. No." Um, that was yeah, that was the original plan. But um, we're gonna uh, make her a suicide bomber. Yeah. Oh. But uh. Like Naboo is a case study in colonialism, but given how the Gungans are depicted, the audience yeah. isn't meant to be sympathetic towards them. And, and the same thing can be said towards the Tuscans in Attack of the Clones. Um, and I, you, you see, you know, someone on Twitter was like, "Oh, Book of Boba Fett makes me like feel weird about uh, Anakin slaughtering those Tuscans." Yeah, and you're like, it "Should that this? <laughs> right. It took you that that came out in 2002." That was ten yeah. years ago. You didn't was like think him chopping like the heads of like women and children. Like that I gotta give weird. I gotta give like, Lucas credit for like at least that. Like it's established that that's a bad thing to do. Like I, I'm. I, I don't know. Like 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 I, I. If anything, it was established when he killed an entire village of people. That that wasn't something to be like celebrated or or be okay with, like it's supposed. It literally play- when he talks about how he killed them, it literally plays Darth Vader's theme quietly in the background. So that's all you need to know. That like okay, this isn't meant to be like this redeeming quality of Anakin. It's supposed to be a red flag. So the audience is supposed to go ah. Uh, Somewhere in there is the Darth Vader in the suit that I know. And you go, okay, all right, these are where his issues are. And so so when people came out and like the Tuscan Raiders, like, and I heard rumblings about it when they show up in the Mandalorian seasons, but I didn't really hear it get bad until like go figure Boba Fett like bonded with him. Like you gave them character. Now all of a sudden, like people came out of the woodwork going. Why do we? Why does it always have to be? It's like, what are you like, bro? Are you kidding me? Like, oh, they're savages. It's just like, holy shit, bro. Like, all right, John Smith. All right, Christopher Columbus. Like, what's going on here, man? You need to talk. We need maybe we may need to go back to history class. Like, (laughs) seriously. I think uh, going back to 
Well, there are a couple of things I, I want to get to. Uh, going back to what uh, Benali was saying about colonialism and, and the Gungans, I don't necessarily agree that they weren't depicted sympathetic. Like they were, they were depicted as comedic, um, yeah. and maybe at that point you're Simple. not supposed to take them too seriously. But I don't think, uh, other than that, like they're showing to have this, you know, technologically advanced society. The the uh, um, city for, I mean, everything about Naboo is beautiful, and they didn't, you know, change that when you got to the Gungan city, and but they they made them kind of bumbling fools because yeah. that was the caricature they were going for and so and then when you make jar jar the face of that and then jar jar is essentially the key to the fall of the republic and yeah. uh, securing chancellor to emergency powers like that's not necessarily c condemning the whole race but when that's the whole member of the ra race that we see it's kind of like okay yeah complete with their speech pattern like it's like the we said doing like it's like come on like mm, i'm not saying that it's like blatantly like oh i'm like i was never like i would consider offended but it was something that i always know i'm like who are the gungans supposed to be based all of? even as a kid i was like who are they supposed to be like inspired by because like like i'm getting like major like like caribbean like mm -hmm. islander like mm, and so as i get older and everybody's like does anybody i'm like yes i I, was, I, I, I I saw commentary being made that the the, the ears some people were liking it to dreadlocks mm -hmm. and, and then yeah and and then when the uh in the lego star wars games when you know the jar jar could do a double jump and he could jump really high i was just like Man, I, I'm, I'm feeling that kind of way about this. Hey, hey, hey! But but he could swim. Uh, True. Beth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Beth. Beth, I, I'm and I I want to point this out. Like Beth, I don't mean to like. If I if I talked over you at any point, like I apologize. Like I don't want to. Like, no. Oh my god. Okay. I'm just making sure. Like I always guys, need to be. No. I need to be like aware of that kind of stuff. Like I don't want to. I want to give everybody a chance to talk, and I get really amped up when it comes to this kind of stuff. So it's like, I apologize if I have. So. No. Oh my god. No. It is all good. It is all good. No. It's fast. It's like it's fascinating. I'm like sitting here just listening. It's amazing. <laughs> All my favorite stuff being talked. I mean, not my favorite subject matter. That sounds bad, but like history. There we go. That's what I was trying right. to say. <laughs> um, something that I haven't seen uh, or that I haven't that I find fascinating about the prequel trilogy is that I feel like it's such a great allegory for the rise of capitalism um, and giving corporations agency, legal personhood, and how that contributes to um, the fall. I guess the yeah, basically the fall of democracy, for lack of a better word. Um, and I think we do see this. And I hate, I like, it's so funny because when you're younger, you like hate the, the whole like trade federation, like tax plot of the Phantom Menace. Right. And then when you're older, you're yeah. like, oh, this is actually really fascinating. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, but it's really I fascinating. It, I found it funny. Like, I remember like when I, when I got older and went back to Star Wars and I would watch and like in episode one for example and in one of the clone wars episodes like for the clone wars example like the Cameron owens had a senate seat and i was like huh i was like hold on and they're like oh well we feel like since we provide our product 
we should have a say in like you know governmental affairs and then you look at episode one and when they accuse the trade federation of like holding nebu hostage essentially the cato nemoidia senator is speaking on behalf of the trade federation and it's like why is there a senator going up to bat for like a corporation and he's like demanding like he's like and like i love how like it gets caught up in like bureaucracy and all this stuff like like it's so accurate to real life when you'd go like i have this issue and i'm gonna bring it to the senate and they're gonna help me and you're like we're literally getting invaded and they go no proof committee needs to be assembled uh <laughs> reconvene in three months you're like what what hold on like what? all right they're dying uh, right now I think Queen Amidala was absolutely right to be like, you know what, bro? Like, even though you could say, like, that played right into Palpatine's hands because he wanted Valorum to get removed. Like, that was how he became Chancellor. Like, Amidala, you would say, made a, like, like a bad decision there or it, like, catalyst decision there. But, like, you could understand her anger there because she's like, he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I can't do anything about it. Queen Amidala, after getting yelled at by these two senators can we just send a committee and just see what's going on? Like, she's like, no, maybe I, I you shouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> like, like seriously. I don't even think the, the decision was bad just for the simple fact, like, okay, Chancellor Florum, we, we get in the opening crawl. He sent for the Jedi to go out there, right? You get Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan out there. Do you ask a, for, for their perspective? No, for me, that's like incompetence. Like you were sent two people to do a job and, and you didn't do it. Like Valorum's a nice guy, but you know, he also allowed himself to be played. Yeah, yeah. it's fascinating. Oh, so I keep going back? I, oh no, sorry. I was just gonna say, it really gets into an interesting question that I think we haven't seen explored in Star Wars, I guess on a political level, which is, um, I guess like authority of jurisdiction, because as uh, Josh was saying, like you have the Kaminoans who have a Senate seat, you have like the techno union, you have the banking clan, but they have seats in both the Republic and in the separatist Senate yep. and even yep. in the Confederate and in the neutral systems. And you're like, how does this work? And then if <laughs> and you look the at the individual places, you're like, oh my God, the banking clan has its own police force and its own legal system. And then you're like, but it operates, it has to operate within the Republic. It's just like, there's so many of these nuanced layers when you keep digging, you're like, oh my God, and it, it's just it, blew my, it blew my it blew my mind too when i watched the um one of the lost episodes like that came out after the clone wars got canceled the scipio arc they they came out and said <laughs> that they lent money to the separatists and the republic and i'm like bro this is at like different rates at different yeah. rates and then dooku was like, i'm sorry i'm yelling and dooku was like hey i want you you're to all raise good the like dooku's like i want you to raise the rates on the republic and that was a calculated move on dooku's part remember he's playing both sides he's like almost in on the plan like palpatine is almost on the level of palpatine he wants them to raise the rates specifically on the republic so that the banking clan or the uh the the, the banking clan right scipio uh yeah can get vilified and they can easily say, see, they're raising rates on them, but they're not raising rates on the, the separatists. And that's why they willingly, the Senate, in a standing ovation, literally hands Palpatine one of the last major things that could possibly stop him or hinder him from having absolute power. They give him the economy. And it's like, bro, he's <laughs> standing over. He's like, and all he has to do is say, I promise I'll give it back when it's all over. And they go, oh, dude, 
Wow. In yeah. tears. Just, oh, oh my God, bro. Oh my God. Oh, going oh, okay. back to what I was talking. I'm sorry. I'm I don't want to talk over anyone if someone were, were going. I'm going to talk. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, going back to the, 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 um, the theories of man's theories of power that I talked about earlier. So there's the four concepts ideological, military, economic, and um, political. Uh, Palpatine was such a, a student of those four concepts. He understood them perfectly and how to do that. He first establishes the political po power, rising up to chancellor. He then gets a military kingdom, and he gets control of all the military force. Then he gets the banking clan. Um, uh, so he has all the economics. And then all through this thing, he's he's manipulating the, the Senate prejudices, and even even as war goes on, trying to distance the Republic military from the Jedi themselves to make a, make an ideological break between the Republic and the Jedi, so they get in preparation for Order sixty six. And it's like I get it's like I understand why no one in the universe. And saw what Palpatine was doing because every, he was he was masterfully crafting everything at once and using utilizing all the powers, and it's like and when we get when we come back to um uh for the original trilogy I can I can have a field day about how the powers failed Palpatine in the original original trilogy. I used to I used to make fun of how Dooku like straight up told Obi Wan essentially what was going on, but honestly, looking back at it, it's pretty plausible that nobody would would have believed him. It, he didn't give him everything, like he didn't tell him who it was or anything like that. Because if he had said like Palpatine's the Sith Lord, it would have put a huge wrench in Palpatine's plans. Like they would have at least been looking his way already. So like, for him to come out and say, "What if I told you that like it's all." like fake like this entire thing is a sham your first reaction would be like you're fucking with like you're, you're messing with me that's not true and he's like no like uh the banks are in our pocket we have this set up we have that set up and uh the guy who's in charge of it all is at the highest level of government of your government he's everybody's in on it like you would believe it but you'd be like damn like there's 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 nothing we can do like like it makes you ask like like yoda and the jedi council like it's so infuriating how close they come to finding out what's really going on mm, like they I've... find out that dooku is the one that really commissioned the creation of the clone army and they're like the next natural question is why would he do that why would he give us a clone army for us to fight them and he's a Sith Lord, and he has a master, like, wouldn't the next logical thing be like, bro, we're, we're, like, in deep trouble right now. And then, like, the whole Order 66, Protocol 66 chip thing that happened, like, between all and of that stuff, that's, that's like, that's on? why, that's why I always, um, that's my favorite thing about the book. It's, it's, it's a Legends book, but Labyrinth of Evil, if you've read it, fantastic, you know, book infinite sadness so it is infinite sadness um the the core of the book and i i mean some people we always laugh about this the core of the of, of the book is palpatine calling and being like 
hey, they're on to me. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom, I'm scared. <laughs> Please. Because uh, uh, that stuff starts starts coming to light and starts being uncovered. But it, it is... It never have... It hasn't felt so real than in the past two, three years when there is like real stuff happening. And then everyone's just like yeah but look over there (laughs) can can i be real with you i i i watched revenge of the sith and to get a little like serious but not really like i'm laughing at it now but like i was watching revenge of the sith um the night that the whole january 6th stuff happened and um i remember getting to the part where uh palpatine like like the attempt on my life has left me scarred and like he's giving a speech in front of every single senator that has given him like the post 9-11 equivalent to like all-time approval ratings through the roof like he just almost got assassinated by the crazy jedi like he can do whatever he wants now all he has to do now is declare himself an emperor i remember watching that scene the speech he was giving along with like active attempts to overthrow the united states government and i just started having i almost had a panic attack i was just like bro this is this is scary like i was just like wow this i have never felt more punched in the gut by that line that padme says like where there are legitimately people that will cheer that shit on and it's like man like that is that's how it that's how it goes you go thinking that everything is okay. You go in all in on this person that you support and trust and believe in. And that is how your freedoms go away. And it's like, you won't even realize it until a couple of years later. And then by then Listen, it'll be too late. Rereading uh bloodline last year gave me anxiety for sure. Um, I, 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 I need to read that book so badly. I it would I, I feel like it would become a new obses- obsession. <laughs> it absolutely would. Um I, I read it when it first came out and I was like, oh, this is re- this is really well written. And I read it again last year and I was like, why is this happening now? Yeah, I read it during 2020, yeah. so that was that was that was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, think, I couldn't. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Uh, no, um, I think one of the other things. So going off of Josh, but one of the things you said earlier on about a character you wanted to see, like a Caesar character. So mm-hmm. you know, the you have elements of the American Civil War and the prequels, but you also have the Roman Civil War, and mm-hmm. it, you could assign different characters or different historical figures to different uh, people, but you know, like. The Jedi, in a sense, are Brutus and Anakin more so than everything else. But uh, you look at obviously Palpatine is Caesar, um, Vader is Mark Antony, um, uh, Obi Wan is Cato, uh, and go on. But like, think about you know when you were saying about this the attack on my life has left me scarred and deformed. That's the but Brutus was an honorable man from Shakespeare. Yeah, that's but, the, that's the speech that um, Mark Antony gave. Yeah, like yeah. So, I I think that you have elements of both, but like like Beth, uh, not Beth, like Camilla was saying, Palpatine is like the scariest villain. No, he's media. terrifying. He he's the most effective. He's not just like whenever somebody tells me that Palpatine. Oh, I don't like Palpatine because he's just like the evil maniacal blah blah blah. I'm like, bro. He's not just that. I promise you. He did 
every, like everything he did like is like the most winning streak ass villain i have ever seen in my, i'm like bro my man at the end of every clone wars episode palpatine would literally sit there with a shit-eating grin the audience is screaming like he's smiling look at like the tony soprano when he sees his mom smiling at him when he, they're dragging him away. he's like look he's smiling and she's smiling he's she, he's in on it like that's literally me every time palpatine they literally like zoom the camera in on his face when everybody else leaves he's just like and you're just like, oh my god! And it's just like he literally the most infuriating character, and he's like terrifyingly scary. Thank you, thank you for the for the super chat. Um, I found this whole experience to be enlightening. Uh, same, same. This is why I love Palpatine as as a villain. Uh, like as to what we're speaking on right right now is some people say, oh, you know, he he just like. Uh, he was just such a perfect planner like it's it's to the point no i i love the fact that all of it is always on the crest of falling apart mm -hmm. always he just has a contingency plan for that mm -hmm. but all, all of it still like you said ends with him but just like this this little this little I, I, I don't even know how how Ian McDermott plays this so well in live action where you can look at his face and you can see like a smile in the very corner of his mouth on one side like he because he knows and you're like you know damn it he knows yeah, god damn it knows. <laughs> yep. and like he I, I think and and they say like several times it's both legends and canon but they'll say like Palpatine is like like as a senator and as an ambassador when he was younger like in the legends like he was this unassuming nice guy nobody thought too much of him in the in the Plagueis book several senators tried to have him killed because they like like they were just like oh you just don't know you don't know anything about politics do you when in reality he is the most like formidable person physically and mentally in the entire room like he the they say the reason that he got elected to the chancellorship in the first place was because people had like sympathy for him because naboo was his home world mm -hmm. and the fact that he was agreeable like like he was a guy that they felt they could walk over and stuff like that and he kind of just is there while they just give him more and more like like he came in at the worst possible time because if you think about it, Palpatine has been chancellor. There's an eight, it's an eight year term limit for, for, for being a Supreme chancellor. You get reelected once. It's similar to the presidency that way. Like you, you run for you, you're president for four years. You run for reelection. You win reelection. You serve another four years. Then you step down. Palpatine got elected chancellor in 32 BBY. 10 years later, it's the beginning of attack of the clones. He's still chancellor. And it's probably because of the separatist crisis. They go, oh, like, we're worried that the Republic is going to fall apart. We're worried that, like, people are more and more people are going to leave. And Palpatine is one of the only, like, stable forces that can keep everybody here. So let's keep them here until this blows over. And then when that probably begins to die down, oh, the Clone Wars started. Oh, no, we need a leader that can help us out and and be there for us and be that stalwart oh no the jedi overthrew the republic and palpatine was horribly scarred let's just make him the emperor like you know it's just like it's like like layers on layers and it's like he's just there to take the rewards 
And it's like, damn, like he didn't really have to like give any rousing speech. Like he didn't have to really do anything in a public eye. Like all he had to really do was just keep the act up and he won. Like it, he won. Like even if Anakin had died, Palpatine would have won. Like, like you're like literally oh. like and I love how Mace Windu was like one of the only people he was like legitimately scared like like oh shit this dude just rolled into my office like oh shit i think one of the things uh that okay so two things one one of the most terrifying instances of palpatine to me is not when he's you know shocking luke in return of the jedi it's not when he's manipulating anakin in revenge of the sith it's in the episode pursuit of peace from clone war shout out to camilla um where after padme gives her speech and rests the boat away from the senate palpatine is sitting in his office with his whipping boy masameda yeah. and is like isn't it remarkable that one can have all the power in the galaxy and yet the words of a single senator can sway the thoughts of millions for now we must adhere to the principles of our democracy we must let the wheels of the senate turn yeah, because Masamita is like, yo, so what are we going to do about it? Like, this was supposed to work. And Palpatine's like, nah, let's just let him have his victory. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Oh, shit. Mas- Masamita is just, he is Benny from, from The Mummy, yeah. where he's like, mm-hmm. it's a better to be at the right hand of the devil than in his path. Like, he doesn't yeah. do anything. He doesn't help. He's just like, hey, man, I- I'll get you some coffee. Um, let me, let me, let me uh, check the calendar for you. Um, he, he give is me the character I hate the eventually. Most. He is the character I hate most in all of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, but but like I don't. It's just it's just really funny for me because I, I need a short story just of Palpatine bringing Masamita into his fold and like how did that go down? Just like Masamita just go like, oh, that's your plan. Okay, I'm in. I, <laughs> I have a headcanon. I have a headcanon that he like walked in on Palpatine doing some really evil stuff. And Palpatine looked at him, and Masamito was like, "Bro, I won't say a fucking word. Like you did not. Like, bro, you you need help. Like, I'll help you. Like, like I didn't see shit. Like, I I truly think that Masamito just woke up one day and was like, "Oh shit, I think he's the Sith Lord," and just didn't say anything. Like, I think Palpatine was just like, "Okay, okay, cool." He's on my side. You're just like, oh wow. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly how it went. He just didn't even have to say anything to him. Masamito just like. <laughs> And, and and also think about think about the move of of Palpatine of having Anakin become his proxy on the Jedi Council to where he both both played Anakin and the Jedi and Anakin could not be ever become part of the council if he's acting as someone else's proxy. You know what I mean? Like he pr- yeah. he basically said, "You will never have a seat at the table because you're taking my seat at this yeah. table." But at the same, so you will never have a vote, and you will never be. But but you're here, and this is what you thought you wanted. And he he gives he gives everyone exactly what he they think they want, but he gives them nothing at all, and it's yeah. disturbing and crazy. Because because he Anakin knew just that wanted he to knew. be in the room where it happened. Yeah. There you go. He well, he Palpatine knew Anakin's like, a himbo, I, and he's just like, <laughs> I just want like I'm just trying to get in there, 
and, and he's like, but do you understand like the job or what the requirements or any yeah. of that? I don't know, man. I, it's just like all the cool people are there. Yeah. No, all yeah. right, and I'll his, get you in there. <laughs> and, and I don't care what anybody says. His reaction to finding out he wasn't on the council not only proves that he shouldn't have been on it, but it also proves that like like he had no idea what the hell he was doing because it's like, bro, did you honestly think that you were gonna be? a literal representation of the chancellor and we were going to give you the position of master like i see why mace windu shot arrows at him like no i'm not going to do that for you and i also see why palpatine made anakin the one to do it because he by the end of the clone wars palpatine's like oh i found my next apprentice probably at the beginning of the clone wars palpatine has already decided like oh yeah when i when the time is right dooku's going to get moved out the way because he's old and anakin is like literally the chosen one in terms of potential I, I'm going to use him. And so every single jab he poked at the Jedi Council was with Anakin's finger. So it's like he's just getting them more increasingly like wary of Anakin. Oh, I and thereby encourage more... you to look into the um uh to the the special features for the Reiko Hardeen arc on yeah. the Clone Wars. The special um, the all of it is like yeah this all of this it's all told from obi-wan's perspective but 100 percent of this was a palpatine plot to test anakin to see if he's ready to turn and they test him and he's like he's not ready yet he's like he's getting there he's not golden brown yet we're just gonna pop him back in the oven well that for, makes well that makes sense then because because when he duels dooku when palpatine's in the room with him you can tell that Anakin has gotten better fighting him over the last several years battling Dooku. Like they make it seem like in episode three that the last time they fought was episode two, but they fought like five or six times yeah. between then. But like, you can tell, like you can tell that that is the last time Dooku's going to be able to fight Anakin and get out of it successfully. Cause Anakin is overpowering him at every step of the way. Like Dooku's still the more probably, technically sound because dooku's a legendary fighter but he's old and like anakin's in his prime now and anakin is utilizing his anger a lot more and you can tell by the look on palpatine's face that that could have been the moment where he goes good anakin kill him like that was going yeah. to be the moment like i think but i think once the magna guards and all that like dooku's henchmen came in and helped well it's obi-wan i mean the, the only thing that happened i yeah. felt very strongly anakin would have turned that day but obi-wan's like Something, something's up. I'm, I'm gonna go check on him. I'm gonna go yeah. check on him. And he's like, uh, stop it. <laughs> not not yeah. enough. Yeah. But hey, no, bro, Anakin good? walks in and he's like, you should have given up while you were still alive, Dooku. And you're like, oh, that's cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, but that doesn't make sense. Even without having seen any of the special features, I can kind of tell based on the episode, like, oh yeah, that's definitely what he was setting up for. It was a test for Anakin to see how far he was along and i think palpatine still considered it a success because he was like oh we're pretty damn close to that point though like it's like checking it and you're like oh yeah golden brown but <laughs> i like i like my i like my edges a little crispy it's like all right cool okay but guys i have to step away um i'm doing a live reaction to the season finale of the book of boba fett it has been absolutely ecstatic talking with all of you i'm sorry i have to cut it short for me um, please continue talking um, and I'll definitely come back and listen to it um, but this has been an absolute blast and I thank you guys for having me
appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thank thank for, for for coming on. Great topic, great conversation. Um, uh, go go ahead and and uh, and plug your socials one last time, and then we'll uh, see you in the morning. Sure. Well, I, again, guys, I'm Josh. Um, my alias is Mesa Windu. Um, it's a running joke for my friend. He can't stop calling him that. He calls him Mesa Windu, and I'm like. His name is Mace Windu, and he's like, Mace So Windu. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to make that my name, and it's stuck. Um, uh, you guys can follow me on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. It is all the same at. I'm trying to make it easy for everybody, not changing it everywhere I go. Um, but if you guys want to um, see more of my stuff, you feel free to. Uh, please enjoy the rest of the uh, podcast. I know I will. All right, guys. All right. Peace Have out. Have a good one, Take buddy. Take care. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I have a I have a question and I, it's going to Beth, but obviously anybody can answer because I don't have an answer for this myself. Okay. What historical figure from any time period would you assert to Obi-Wan? Ooh, that's a great question. That is a great question. I mean, obviously Jesus, but we can't go there. That's, you know, I don't want to go that far. Um, I would, you know, I'm going to have to think about that. That's a really good question because I think there are, there are so many aspects and facets of his personality that you could play out in like many different situations and in many different eras of history. I'm going to get back to you on that. Maybe I'll make a bit, I'll make a video, Chris. That's a great question. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> awesome. No, I, I, I appreciate uh, uh who Luke Potter says uh maybe JFK or for Anakin. <laughs> um that's that's interesting. <laughs> but now now I'm excited to see a lot a lot more of your guys' um thoughts on this stuff. But uh yeah, I mean we, we are we are running along. I, I gotta ask though any um additional or, or final thoughts if we can kinda go around and get just quickly uh, uh the uh the uh, whole putting Anakin on the council is a huge breach of separation of powers on the Chancellor and, and because at, at, at that point, we, we got to say that the Jedi are a part of the Republic government. They are a branch. They're supposed to be separate, but and the way the Palpatine, they worked with the Republican, Palpatine effortlessly just breaches that, that that separation that's supposed to be there in the branches, and it, and the Jedi just allow it. <laughs> I mean... But I have thoughts on that. You know why they allowed it? Because they're trying to so, uh, so Palpatine out. Uh, no, I think Lena So. I think Lena So is an actual pure human, and they believe that that's possible still. And I think a lot of stuff is like, remember the last crisis we had with the Nile and Lena So, and how she guided us through that whole problematic time period. Maybe this Palpatine guy is like the next Lena So. And he was not. <laughs> I mean, we'll, so, we'll see. I feel like the next time an election comes around, Senator Toons is going to try and wrest control of the Senate from from uh, Chancellor. So, um, but I think. How... Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, so one of one of the things that Palpatine is a master at is the rally around the flag. Um, 
tactic and if, if you don't so i was an international relations major so i learned about this a lot so pretty much it's it's just the uh a political leaders inciting war or saying like we need to go to war as a way to boost their popularity and keep their power so uh, when Josh was alluding to, you know, like the Phantom Menace, oh, yeah, the Trade Federation, okay, that's how Palpatine got his power. And then when his term had expired, I wonder if they treated it like, okay, he finished Valorum's term and then he was able to run for his own first term. And then he had a second. I, I That's at least when in my head is how he got to 10 years. Uh, Beth, do you have, you look like you have something. Oh, I do. I only, again, weird, obsessive research. Uh, so he was, he was able to like he like a vice president basically ran for his own term and then he was they kept like voting additional emergency powers okay due to the okay. ongoing colonial crisis so okay. he truly was a master of playing all the sides yeah so then using those emergency powers he rallied around the flag like hey here's a new crisis i can get us through it and they're like yeah 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 three years later hey are you gonna give up those powers i will definitely do that i'm not gonna do that yeah love my boy palps such a great villain he he's the scariest villain because he is besides all the four stuff he is the most real villain in any of the media that we can get yeah Uh, all of the like physical prowess stuff was the least of his power that that was that was the smallest showing of his power Mm. just which is crazy but like even you know the the book plagueis is is not canon but i highly recommend everyone reads it because plagueis the book plagueis is just a palpatine origin story and i love it so much (laughs) and when it gets to the end and you realize He's been playing Plagueis this whole time. God, and 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 you see it. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's one of those things where you reread it and you see all of the ways that it was like intentionally turned. You know, like this guy was a was a monster. I mean, my my favorite thing from that book is is Palpatine's father's confession of like. When you were a baby and I held you for the first time, you looked at me with eyes that said, I want to kill you. <laughs> He's like, I've never thought you were human. And he was he was right the entire time. It's, it, uh, it was just crazy. But yeah, I when I make... But uh, Beth, I feel like you've been you've, you've been quiet. You you have any any more thoughts on? Oh, on Palpatine on Plagueis. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, lots on Plagueis on like the financial side. But I guess this, as far as Palpatine as a villain, the thing that makes him truly terrifying is the fact that he really did set up like a lose lose situation. On he had full control of not only the situation but the narrative. Um, and I think like what I'm trying to think of the best example of that is obviously you have like the clone army versus the droid army. Both of them lack any sort of like rights in the Galactic Republic via the um, rights of sentience clause. But the problem is, either way you look at the narrative, either okay, the Separatists are horrible; they sending they're sending these like war machines to kill people, so the Separatists are horrible. Or you look at it and you're like, oh my God, the Republic's horrible; they're se- they're like sending these people off to be killed. 
by machines. And so it's like the way that he's able to craft that narrative is terrifying. And I think that's really what makes him just this incredible mastermind. I mean, a lot, a lot of people take over the media first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Twitter. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah okay okay so fine final final thoughts uh we'll, we'll go around and we'll, we'll close this out but i definitely want want to do this again um for the original trilogy and then we'll do it a third time for the for the sequel trilogy and perhaps fourth time for uh for the high republic um if if y'all are, are interested in it but that's it's, have, it's uh, a lot more wholesome um, at least for, for now, but we're going down some holes. Going... <laughs> well, I mean, wholesome. I, I, I have thoughts about the whole great works, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's let's get your 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 final thoughts on um, anything that we might have missed as far as the historical parallels with uh, prequels. Um, and then once again, you know, where we can find y'all and, and your amazing content. Um, and I will, uh, I'll start with, uh, with Pat. Okay. Final thoughts is that the prequels is you're watching from Agnes perspective, how someone falls into the pits and traps of nationalism. And that's, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole story there. And it's, it's sad. <laughs> It's sad, but he also straight up said that to Padme in episode two. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, in the, they should be made to understand by who. <laughs> like, I was kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Good joke. It's a great joke, even. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so where you can find me. Um, uh, I'm on TikTok. That's basically where I am. I tried to get on Twitter, but. I have no idea how to navigate that platform. So TikTok and you can find me again at St. Pat of Starfleet. That's Saint there's a Saint S T dot P A T underscore of Starfleet. All one word. Awesome. I appreciate you coming out. Uh Saint Pat uh, is the one that did my my profile picture. Um he does does awesome, awesome artwork. So if you are looking for someone amazing to commission some work from reach out to st pat uh I check out his stuff and yes we will definitely be doing this more uh, and how about you chris uh you can find me at uh on tiktok twitch and instagram at star wars lawyer and on twitter at chris k-r-i-s underscore s-w-l um in terms of anything uh i think the prequel trilogy they're they're a a cautionary tale in how if you ignore the rumblings of fascism in a society because you are trying to give up uh you're trying to obtain uh security in lieu of freedom then your any democracy will fall no matter how old no matter how secure damn <clears throat> um yes thank you <laughs> um, <laughs> You're making me feel sad now. Uh, All who so, so, like, like myself <laughs> personally, I, I I work in the financial industry, and then someone's like, "Yeah, you got to watch that movie, The Big Short." And I watched it, and I was just sad and cold. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's about right. 
Remember back to your earliest teachings, Chaco. All <laughs> who gain power are afraid to lose it. Indeed. Um, also, people, you, you have to stop taking Palpatine quotes about the Jedi and thinking that they're true. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just, just please. I don't know, man. Um, anyways, uh, last but certainly not least, Beth, love your content so much. Um, uh, yeah, anything we, we missed? Um, first of all, all the love right back to you guys. This has been such a phenomenal, such a phenomenal discussion. Um, I would say as far as, I don't think there's anything we've missed, but I just think, especially in discussing this even more, I think it is fascinating how the prequels are they're so reflective of the early 2000s but also the issues that we are still dealing with today um and i think that is something that's inherently unique about the prequels because i think sometimes like the ideology of the original trilogy is very different as far as you see like who the villains are and the ideology of obviously the sequels is very different but it's a little bit um disturbing how much that transfers over a large period of time um in regards to the prequels so that those are my final thoughts um <laughs> that is it um and you can find me at uh mara.j.skywalker uh just on tiktok right now um and yeah oh and also uh again the open circle fleet um with camilla who is the best the best half i don't know why i'm gesturing off that side of the screen but <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome people uh I, I i love it uh but i said it's almost like palpatine had vested interest in discrediting the jedi and the craziest part about that is it still works to the fans like there's there there are Ooh. anakin fans that i talk to on a daily basis that scare the crap out of me because you don't know that killing children is a bad idea I, and and you don't know that it's not it's not Padme's fault. Like the one person who loved him regardless and wanted to, to help and help facilitate him in every way possible. And you're like, oh no, she was she she was the bad one, not the guy doing the No. I don't know. Propaganda is so media literacy is dead. real. It breaks the yeah. fourth wall. No yeah. more victim blaming in 2022 for Padme. Done. <laughs> Done. Uh, yeah, I, I I did it as a joke, but the amount of people like who didn't know it's it's a joke. Uh, so twenty twenty two, let's let's normalize not doing it was a joke <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because because uh, not everyone is capable of handling jokes apparently. Shout um, out to Camilla the Amidala leading the charge against uh, Padme slander. Yes. No more Padme, Padme Slander 2022. Also, pre-order your copy of Queen's Hope. Um, <laughs> also, it's Black History Month, so uh, do a Black Guy solid and uh, and and go watch Chris's brother's movie. Life ain't ain't like the movies, so um, go go check that out. Anyhow, um, I want to thank everyone in the chat who's still with us. This has been a, a, a I've I've learned so much. I, I have so much stuff I need to research. I have not <laughs> been a history buff myself, but um I, I as someone that loves writing, like I you have to. Like they go hand in hand because this is how people work. Um it's not new, it's not a mystery. It it, it is history. 
So, yeah. I'll take tacos, find the one topic that you like. And yep. it's, it's a landslide. <laughs> I know, that's why I don't do it. I'm afraid because I know myself and I know my levels of obsession. You think I know a lot about Star Wars? This is how I am in anything I'm interested in, you know? But anyhow, thank you, everyone. Um, love this community. Y'all are amazing. And I, I will say, yes, we, we talk about the, the, the lows of the Star Wars community and how toxic it can be. But the highs are higher than any community, bar none. Like, it's not even, it's not even close. So if you made it to the good part of Star Wars, stay. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they're all the best. Anyways, um, thank you so much. Love and appreciate you all. 